Hello, my name is Scott Cameron. This is The Joys of Teaching Literature. Uh, if you want to know more about me, my website's theteachersworkshop.com. I offer online professional development for high school English teachers. So today's topic is the pandemic <laughs> and uh, teaching during the pandemic. So I, I titled this one, Five Rules of Thumb for Teaching During a Pandemic. So tomorrow I'll leave for vacation and then, of course... <laughs> You know, as as we always do it towards the end of the summer, we start the mad scramble to to get ready to start school and prepare for school. I'm trying to, yeah, you know, kind of make sense of what school will look like and feel like in the fall, and whether we're in person or teaching remotely or both, it will definitely be different either way. It's definitely going to be a year to remember. I think you know when we initially got quarantined back in in March. Um, Everything just felt like, you know, different. Like, uh, this is unprecedented. Nobody knows what's going on. We didn't know anything about the virus. Uh, but now that things are settling down a little bit, and, and, you know, I think a lot of districts across the country are either in school or hybrid, some kind of hybrid or just going remote. I know a lot of schools in my area are, are not many, um, but a few are, are just, just decided to go just remote until we figure out what's going on with the virus. So. Now we're all kind of wrapping our head around, okay, even if it is hybrid, my course still needs to be online for the kids that are not in my classroom physically. So got to figure out some way of putting kind of everything we do online. Um, so that's, that's, that's a lot to think about. Um, I'm sure that you know a lot of teachers have taken online courses in graduate school, and it's a lot of just, hey, read this, you know, uh, you know, write on it, talk to each other, either through text or, you know, there's, you know, audio and video and different things like that. But, you know, this to do it on a, for, with high school kids on a regular basis, when you were just so used to doing so much in person, really, I mean, every once in a while, I'm sure everybody uses technology, right? It's, you know, something that we've, we are pretty, we get better at year after year. There's always new tools that we have to kind of get used to, but it's gradual and we do it when we're comfortable with it. Um, so now we're just like looking at hundred, literally hundreds of different tools. Hey, use this. Hey, there's this plugin. Uh, you know, there's this way of doing this. And if you want to, you know, do you use your document camera? You can use your phone. And just so many different tools that, that we're trying to wrap our heads around to, to, make the virtual classroom just like the real classroom. And we want to do the best that we can as teachers to keep students learning and so not, there's no gaps when they go, whatever whatever the case may be, if they're going off to college or they're going into their sophomore year of high school, wherever it is. My daughter's going into kindergarten, so you know we don't want her to experience any kind of gaps in her learning either. Um, so everybody's trying to scramble and figure out what schools, it's obviously going to look different. It's going to, you know, we can't just sort of go about our usual business. Um, and we can't just assign a bunch of work, right, and say, here, do this assignment, do this assignment, I'm going to grade it. And that's just going to be, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be, you know, interesting for our students. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I guess that's why I'm, I'm kind of talking and thinking about a lot of this myself. Like, what is this really going to look like? Maybe it is eventually going to be kind of normal and we'll just kind of get into the the rhythm of of posting assignments and 
finding ways to, that allow our students to interact with each other online in ways that make sense and that are kind of fun. And I did that a lot in the spring. My students were, for instance, they were recording conversations, video conversations, you know, four or five people in groups would come or record a conversation, upload that recording, you know, with using a link so that I could kind of sit in on their conversation uh, about whatever, whatever question I threw at them. So, and I, they did that without me, you know, and that was something that was cool because I could just kind of listen in on that on my own time as opposed to always you know, we we want to do some live stuff, of course, um, and maybe we do that more often. Maybe we don't. But anyway, there's just a lot of balls to chuckle right now. Obviously, I'm just kind of digressing here, thinking about it all. Um, obviously, each individual we have to look at the activities that we did before and think to ourselves, okay, how am I? So how what is this going to look like virtually? Um, and do I do I really need to do all those kinds of classwork assignments? You know, they're they're okay when you're there in person. You can walk kids through it, and you can get them in groups and uh, get them on the board, and they create posters, or maybe they do go online and do a PowerPoint together. But you're there to walk them through how to do that. So we have to find a way to make things simple and, and enjoyable, and really get them away from the screen as much as possible. Um, you know, there's there's definitely moments where I'm just really sad, especially you know, if you can get thinking about my daughter in kindergarten, for instance. You know, that's sure there's a lot of learning getting happening there, but you know, it's a lot, thinking about her having fun, and, you know, and, and entering school for the first time, we've really been hyping up because she was in um, preschool uh, for two years, and so we've been kind of hyping up like, oh, this is going to be your big school next year, and you know, of course. Yeah, I think the worst case scenario is the seniors last year now going to college and they're not even able to go to college. And I know a couple of students who are entering their freshman year of college who are just getting apartments, even though they're they're learning remotely and it's all virtual, they're getting apartments because they're like, you know, I got five younger siblings, my house is crazy, you know, all this different stuff. You know, everybody's just kind of trying to figure out a, the best way to, you still need to to have a space to learn. Uh, you know, Virginia Woolf talked about that in the room of one's own. You know, you need a space to learn, whether it be a library or dorm room or, you know, with your friends, uh, obviously classroom too. After the classroom, I feel like a lot of the times I had great conversations walking out of class, talking to my friends about what we learned in class. That's really where it all happens, right? When the kids walk out of their class and then talk about and you can hear them. So that's the, the actually the best <laughs> and the greatest thing about teaching, honestly. Um, is when you hear your kids arguing about these fictional characters walking out of your class, you just think like, ah, oh, that's just amazing, you know, to to see that they're interested in what's happening and 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 making connections to the real world and and talking politics and talking um, whatever it might be, you know, that that happened in that class, whatever. It's just like that kind of interesting relationship between two characters, for instance, whether they love each other or not, whatever it might be. Uh, there was that conversation they're having in the hallway, you know, or during lunch, or you know, because they're reading the same book as somebody else, you know, and some and with some other teacher even it doesn't even have to be the same teacher, you know, they're taught or in the same classroom. It's just you know they're reading Great Gatsby or whatever it is, Scarlet Letter, you know, and they're they're just getting into that, you know, like connecting that book to the world that they live in. That's an education. That's really what it's all about. So the fact that that's not happening. 
we really need to think about like how can we how can we make that happen how where where in our class can we allow that magic to happen how can we still get out of the way and just let our our students become wise and become intelligent not just really good at analyzing literature but but actual thinking people who think for themselves um, and, and and navigate the world that they live in and the ideas that have been developed by the great minds you know for thousands of years before us um, and then and then take those ideas and, and, and talk about them in, in the context of the world that they live in you've got to figure out how to do that because if they're not if they're not in school or they're you know even if it's hybrid they're not they're not allowed to be near each other you know there's no passing time in the hallways anymore that we got to figure out a way to allow that magic to happen in the classroom um, so I get I get sad about it because that's really what I love about teaching is being part of that, you know, inspiring a child to not just learn in your class, but to learn outside your class in that way with those conversations um, where they're really developing their personality and who they are based on what they, what happens in your class. Um, that makes me sad that that, that won't happen. Uh, but we do have the internet, right? And so instead of thinking about how sad and unfortunate we all are to be in our positions, I'm trying to think you know, the best I can, I'm trying to do the best I can to think about how much better of a teacher I'll need to be when this all goes down. Whether that, again, that be hybrid or at home, we're just going to have to be way better, way better than we normally are as far as our positive attitude is concerned, as far as, you know, our personality is concerned. There's just a lot to think about with the situation coming up, just as far as not even just as all these hundreds of online tools, but just how do we keep our humanity? You know, how do we stay alive? How do we keep our kids energetic and positive, um, and just excited to learn, and excited to to be a part of of this experience together somehow, even though it's online or whatever, however, whatever it might look like with a mask on our face. How can we be funny and entertaining uh, and bring the magic of literature to our students when we have a mask on our face? So, so he, I, I try to boil it down to basically five main ideas. So the first one is above and beyond. <laughs> this may be the, probably the most important. And I've kind of talked about this a little bit, but number one is inspire a love of reading. Right? And that is always how I start the year. It's obviously something we're always trying to do, but I think in this context, you want to get the my I know my objective at least is to get the kids away from the screen as much as possible. Right? We all know how much personal and academic growth comes from reading, just sitting down with a book. So we need to do our absolute best to convince our students that reading is the best way to deal with all the extra time at home. It's escape and immersion at the same time. We travel to faraway places and also dive deep into the reality we know. Either kids will mindlessly browse the internet, binge on television, think about that word binge, God, so sad, binge on television, or they will become the most imaginative and creative generation that the world's ever seen. It's one or the other. Maybe somewhere in between, but 
we play a very important role in helping kids choose to live a, meaning, a more meaningful life guided by literature. Number two, this is an important rule of thumb. There is no new normal, so let's still be as flexible as possible. Because I know in the spring, I think everybody was like, this is just crazy. You know, you got kids with in their you know, apartment building, not even with their own internet or no internet at all, no computer at all. They're sharing a computer with their siblings, fighting for a computer because their parents are online and they're online. They're younger, you know, they're... You got your, your younger brother that they're trying to, you know, get online because their parents are like, I got this meeting right now. And everybody's just in a super, super stressful relationship, right? Nothing is normal about this situation. Nothing. There's so many different, fa different family situations and dynamics going on right now. I can't even imagine, even looking back on my own life, how stressful this would have been, right? Imagine being a kid right now. Even the best parent-child relationships will be put on trial. We need to de-emphasize grades and get extremely creative when it comes to assigning texts and projects. I felt like a new teacher last spring. I kept grading every single little assignment. He'd do this work, do this work. And I try, you know, I tried to avoid it. I gave projects and different things too, and I just every every moment. Every week that went by, I just kept thinking, I got I to gotta change this. I got to change this. Um, instead of just giving a bunch of stuff that would be classwork and grading it and calling it a day, I just tried to get more and more creative with, with how we assign things um, and, how, again, how we allow ourselves to get out of the way for these good conversations to happen. You know, what, and the questions are, what assignments really deserve a grade and our feedback? We don't have to grade everything. You know, how can we give feedback in a new way that's less time-consuming and more meaningful for our students? And how many how many assignments do we give? That's you know, it's it's just it's going to be different. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. It's it's less, but it should be. I feel like less frequent. Um, but again, these these are questions really. Does we have to kind of think about it before we start this whole process? If you were, and here's a good question, right? If you were to homeschool your own child. Right. What would that look like? That's the question. Because I think a lot of people are just like, you know what? I can't with the online and the click here and the click here and get the grade here. And I think a lot of people, and, and there are, you know, I, I had a student teacher that was homeschooled that went to Princeton University. Um, there are a lot of people who are like, I could, I could do this. Um, and I think I can, I can do this better than, than you know, my pu local public school or my local private school. Um, so if you had a child and, and, and you were like, okay, I have to educate my child, what would, what it look like? And, you know, obviously, you know, I'm asking you to think about, you know, since we're literature teachers, to think about, you know, liter how would you teach literature if it were your own child, you know, and they had a little space somewhere in your house, in the basement or even the backyard, and you were like, okay, today you're going to do this. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's the... But that's, that's what we have to think about because we are public school teachers or we're private school teachers. And we are able to allow students to engage in conversations and have those conversations with each other. And that's the magic of, of school. Um, and, 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 you know, not to, to, to be like homeschool versus, versus regular school, but, you know, that is part of it is, is to have those conversations and to see things from another person's point of view. And, and understand the world through somebody else's point of view, that's 
that's really magical, right? So we can have this kind of homeschooling approach where they do a lot of reading and do a lot of independent work and, they, and they're away from the screen, but also at the same time have these, these ways where students just have conversations with each other, whether we're there or not, whether it's a Zoom meeting or whether it's a recorded conversation or whether it's a bunch of recorded audio and then recording audio back and forth. So it doesn't have to always be live and in a group for it to be collaborative. All right, so number three, simplify everything. Back in April, I asked my <laughs> I asked my seniors like it was just, it was a Zoom meeting. It was on our first Zoom meeting. I'm like, hey everybody, like what's up? You know, like I'm not going to teach right now. Like let's just talk. It's so crazy. Like we talked about the world and we just talked about like what they were doing and just everything, right? We're just kind of chatting. Um, but I said, like, what's what's up with school? Like, you know, not just my class, but just in general. Like, what's going on? And they were like, well, what the hell? Like, how do you think it's going? It's terrible. Like, we stare at a screen all day long. We spend all of our day time during the day in front of a screen by ourselves. Like, yes, there's this virtual world there kind of in front of us, but like we're in front of a screen all day. And they said a lot of the time that they spent in front of the screen was trying to figure out how to submit work, how to like what what the expectations for the assignments were, clicking this, that's not downloading right. Um, let me go over here, let me try this browser, that video is not working. Right, so a lot of their time was just it was wasted on just trying to figure out the platform, right? And so I'm sure, like a lot of kids, have this kind of issue. Like, oh, let me go to this calendar here. There's a daily calendar. There's a weekly calendar. Oh, this assignment's due date is here. When we're in class, we can explain that all to them, right? And there there might be a backup online, but we can just say, hey, do you have any questions? Like, it's it's all you know. It's it's just easier when you can have these on on one conversations. You have these group conversations. You can clarify directions. Um, when the activity starts, you can adjust your your directions based on what they're doing and what you're seeing them doing. You can adjust the time because you're right there and you're noticing how much time it's taking for a certain activity. Um, so they were just describing, you know, trying to make sense of all the different styles of online teaching from and and imagine from all their different teachers have a different understanding of okay, we're going to use Flipgrid, we're going to use Google Meet, we're going to use. Um, you're just going to do this quiz where you submit things, and that's good for math. But then your history teacher can be just doing something else, right? So it is. It's it's okay that it's that way. Every teacher should have a different style, but it's hard, you know, for them to really navigate this. We just kind of threw them in the deep end and said go. Um, and it was really sad. They were like, Mr. Cameron, there's so many clicks, so many clicks. <laughs> and I just thought, oh my gosh, I feel the same way. I feel like I'm just clicking, clicking, clicking all day long. Um, no child learns well under stress, uh, and they need assignments that take away, that take them away from the screen as much as possible. So let's just, however we do that, let's make them click less. Right? That may, that means maybe combining assignments. So we give one simple assignment every week, or no, or maybe even every two weeks. You know, for the next two weeks, you're going to do this, and you have a question. You have some things to read, listen to, you know, that podcasts are so great. I mean, just fantastic. And they're free, they're online. Um, there's just so many different things that we where they can just, you know, it's even just instead of watching a video, just just to listen. 
you know, with some headphones in and just so they can go outside and or they can walk. They can walk around their neighborhood and just listen to, you know, your voice talking to them um, or somebody else's voice in the class talking to them, something like that, right? So just trying to get as creative as possible about how we where we get them away from um, <laughs> drowning in clicks, right? Number four, have fun. So <laughs> this is obviously a super hard time for everyone. Everyone. I mean, I'm just like actually so glad I have no power <laughs> because everybody that has an ounce of power right now, I think is probably freaking out about how they're going to use that power and how they're going to, you know, make the, uh, this world as safe as possible for everybody and, and not upset, you know, everybody's got their own opinion about, oh, it's too much and you're being too strict and let school start. And then there's people that are just like, this is crazy. I'm leaving my kid home and, you know, global pandemic. And it, it's, there's just a lot of voices out there and, and everybody's stressed, everyone. You know, there's people that are central workers. There's people that, that want to go back. They're hourly workers. Um, don't know what to do with their kids or trying to scramble to find find daycare or trying to find somebody who can help so that you know their their own child can learn i mean imagine all parents right now just kind of trying to teach at home or trying to work at home or go into work um and and also get their their own child education and then you add in the stress of the economy and losing people losing their jobs and you know just a lot of different suffering going on right now. It's super hard time for everybody, especially our kids. Um, our kid, our students will, will rely on us to be their source of normal, right? And fun. We have to be their normal and their fun. Um, think about school. It's such a fun place to be. It's probably why you became a teacher, right? Because school is such a safe and fun place to be. There was so much going on, so many great relationships you were developing with people, so many ideas that you were encountering, so many new new things about science, and just so many fun and exciting things, all in one sweetly packaged day. Um, that we got to try to figure out a way to do that, where we can still allow our kids to laugh, um, get to know each other somehow. Um, you know, that was one thing I kept trying to encourage my kids last year. was like, call each other on the phone. Just have, like, I remember being a kid, when we had landlines and just because there was no like you know limit to how long you could talk i mean some people i guess a lot of people have unlimited talk plans now but you know even on the internet i think there's there's ways of, of connecting where you can just talk to each other for a long period of time let's get kids back into that you know get off of instagram get off of tiktok and and and, and that's not interacting right interacting is like a solid like when's the last time you had a three good solid three hour conversation with somebody about how the world works, you know? Like let's 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 encourage kids to do that again. Like that this is like an amazing thing. Um, talking all all night on the phone with people, you know, to where you fall asleep on the phone with them, that kind of stuff. So let's think about that, you know. I know I plan on recording. Um, I did this a little bit in the spring where I <laughs> recorded like really emotional readings of passages from novels and poems. So I like the characters ridiculous and they're like really, you know, on edge or nervous um, or they're just like a jerk or something. You know, I'm like shouting their lines. Um, or if they're like dorky, I like have a nasal tone. Um, it's just to like make it fun. You know, if there's like a wars, you know, war, like battle coming up and somebody's like trying to rally the troops up and like, things fall apart. There's a great scene like that. 
you know, I, I try to like shout the lines, like, you know, um, I, I know I need to be more, more entertaining. I try to always be entertaining and funny, but, but now I feel like I need to be way more entertaining, funny and inspiring than ever. Um, it's interesting. I, I manage a pool in the summer and the lifeguards are mostly in high school and college. Um, and, and we were talking about like, oh my gosh, are we going to be online when we start this school year? This is so weird. And like, I'm a teacher, so I like to hear my point of view too. Because they all think like, oh, teachers don't want to work or whatever. Um, but I was like, yeah, like that's the best part of the year. It's just like, and they said it too. They're like, like I said, like, how am I going to get to know my kids, my students? You know, if we're online or if I have a mask on my face, like how, how can, you got to see me, you know, to know that I'm like being sarcastic because I'm smiling, you know, like I'm not actually being a jerk because I'm smiling, that kind of thing, you know. Um, but that's what they said too, that, you know, that 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 was their number one concern, they said, actually. They're like, how are we going to get to know our teachers? How will, we, how will we know who they are if we start online? So even they had a sense of like, our teachers have this identity, you know, like how will we know who they are um, if we start online? It just, it made me really sad. Um, but it also made me realize that I need to be more, to be me, you know, me, whatever that means, more than ever. We can't walk around the room anymore. We can't interact them whenever we want. Um, so we, we need to convey our humanity in whatever ways we can. Smile, joke, you know, display funny memes, show them your birdhouse, <laughs> you know. Uh, talk about what's for dinner, maybe. Like if you have a dog or if you have kids, like let them see your dog and kids. I mean, that's it's so crazy. That's like an extra kind of cool thing about teaching virtually, right? Is that you can introduce, like show them around your house, whatever funny stuff that you have. Um, just be be a, like so instead of going into class and, and and telling those stories about your life, like your life is there, right? So obviously you don't want to be too. There's a kind of a line, very very you know, important line uh, that we have, you know, as far as our personal lives are concerned. But again, I think this situation kind of demands that we show show who we are a little bit more. Um, so more importantly, uh, most importantly, um, ask them, and it's not so much about us as, as it is about them, right? So we want to make sure that we ask them how they're doing, you know, check in on them. Just say, how are you doing? How's your classes going? Does all this make sense? What can I do better? Like I know last spring, I just I was constantly looking for feedback. Like, are you sure I'm not assigning too much work? Do you understand that, you know, assignment that I gave? You know, um, and if whatever they said, I would I would fix it. Like the calendar didn't make sense for a little while, so I kind of simplified it. Um, so so I think that's that's important. Just checking on them, making sure you you know get their stories from from what life is like in their house and. Um, just have those those normal kind of conversations again. I, I think more more than we normally would. We need to hear from them. Um, I know in, in 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 real life, you know, if if we are going to be in person, it's not any different. But you know, normally I greet my students at my door. It's kind of my way of just even it's just say hello. You know, it's just a little hey hello. How's it going? Sometimes they stop and talk. Sometimes they don't. You know, there's something they want to ask you or something they want to tell you. It's just a, a, an opportunity that you're giving them to kind of stop and chat. Um, so I don't know. We have to find ways to do that, right? To quickly check in on them and have a laugh. All right, finally, this is about us. <laughs> Friends and family come first. Take care of yourself. That's number five. My number. That's my fifth rule of thumb. 
take care of yourself. There were a few moments last spring, I know when my daughter's kind of floated downstairs, you know, that's where I, um, in my basement, it's kind of where I, uh, you know, make my screen recordings or make my audio recordings because it's like obviously chaos upstairs. I have three kids. Um, and and so a lot of the times, you know, I don't know if you're like this, where I, I, I have a hard time like having, getting peace of mind, finding peace of mind if I don't complete an audio recording or grading, you know, a class set of papers, I'm almost done. And then they come down and they interrupt me halfway through. I'm grading an essay. So it's just, you know, it, it's hard. You know, it's easy to get irritated there. Um, uh, but, but when you think about this, you know, I'm trying to remind myself of this too, right? At school, again, we're trying to imitate whatever reality is that we have at school. So at school though, it's not like we're like, because I know I was doing this in the spring too. I would go downstairs and just go, like for a full day. Um, but we don't do that at school. We don't do that, right? We have a period off. There's a lunch. We have a lunch break. Then there's a duty break where we can get things done. Um, I know at my school we have an actual, an additional break period where the entire school is on break. That's usually when we can like meet with with students or something like that. Um, and then there's. Um, an actual like prep period, right? So you have a prep period, you have a launch period. I don't know, every school is different, right? But you usually have a, an opportunity to prepare for your classes and then you have an opportunity to, to get to eat lunch. Um, and then you have like, again, this other kind of duty where you're like, you know, expected to do a study hall or be a hall monitor or something like that. Um, so really, you know, we, we, we sometimes we make tea, we chat with our colleagues, right? We exchange ideas. Uh, like any human being, so we'd go on Facebook for a couple of minutes just to take a mental break, you know, because we went through a bunch of essays. Um, I know we, I, we, I live in a really beautiful towns, so sometimes people I know walk around the school or they walk outside to go get coffee or something. Um, we meet students to conference, so it's like a nice break. I know a conference a lot for college essays where I get to know kids and hear their stories about what they're going to write about for the college essay. Uh, we, we find ways to decompress. So let's not let the stress of this school year wreak havoc on what matters most, our relationships. That is what matters most. Life comes before work. Thanks for listening.